Are you looking for a short, educational, and entertaining podcast your kids can listen to while you cook dinner, fold laundry, or just need a few minutes to yourself? Then check out Mysteries About True Histories by Starglow Media. It's so, so cute. I listened to a few episodes, and when it was over, I was like, dang, that was really fun. It's made by the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and the Netflix show, Brainchild. So these people know what they're doing. As a little background info, every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time, packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning really cool. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code breaking, pattern solving, and more. So it's perfect for kids ages six and up. There's a new episode every Thursday, each filled with so much laughter that your kids won't even realize how much they're learning. So tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Whoa! <laughs> if they use that snippet, <laughs> that's what people hear. It's like, yeah, did you hear? So I went to the top of the stairs and I was like, <laughs> what? Oh my gosh. Open my eyes and Dustin's like a foot from me. <laughs> no. On the ground. Don't twist this. On like, Don't twist in like this. a plank position. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things. With Sean and Andrew. A podcast all about couples. And the things they go through. Uh, today was a lot of fun because it's some of our best friends, Gabby and Dustin Hopkins. We've been through a lot with this couple. A lot. A lot of pivotal moments in life. Yes. We first met Gabby and Dustin when Andrew was signed to what is now called the Washington Commanders. We lived in their basement. We very quickly became very close friends, learned everything about each other's lives, the struggles we've gone through. Um, even since we met back in Washington, we've gone through so much. We've gone through two babies. Uh, and a lot of like massive life transitions, all of which we talked through. And they've moved to Nashville. They're neighbors. Yes. We could walk to their house. Yes. We do often. Um, and we love them. Dustin, I'm not going to lie. So football was not my natural habitat. I did not thrive in that environment. It was really a struggle for me. And it was like, I don't, I don't want to say it was like dark times, but I just didn't have a lot of self-confidence in mm -hmm. that realm. And Dustin kind of took me by the shoulder and, and led me along. Um, I'm super thankful for our friendship with Dustin and Gabby. They have a lot of amazing stories, a lot of funny stories that you'll hear, how they met. Do you remember that one? Oh, yeah. Uh, stories with Sean and I. There will be a lot of giggles. But yes. then they also talk about um, some of the projects they're working on, including the Well Foundation, and they're doing amazing work. So they have big hearts and um, we're here to support them in whatever way possible. So yes. if you want to find out more about Dustin and Gabby and what they're up to, we'll link information down below, including a link to uh, their Well Foundation. And we hope you enjoy this one with Dustin and Gabby Hopkins. Uh, Dustin and Gabby, everybody. <laughs> 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 yeah. So a little background for our listeners. Uh, we've known the Hopkins for five years now, mm -hmm. coming up on five years. When I signed with the Washington Redskins, formerly known, uh, the Hopkins, first of all, you like took me home for practice that first day i think we went to mcdonald's i crashed your date night we got a we got a frosty smoothie or uh that's right that's where i took gabby for date night mcdonald's it's a low bar we've come a long way i've come a long way you have come, yeah, yeah. Hey, we've graduated from cheap to frugal that's we're right good. that's we're right good, yeah. sorry andrew we, yes. we were teammates we had some great memories 
uh, you taught me ping pong and sparked a passion in me that I didn't know that I had. But I flew out when you were playing and we lived in your basement. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so long so, history. It is a long history. And, and when we offered it, it was genuine, but I didn't think y'all would take us up on it. Living in our basement. Oh, living in our basement. Yeah. And you like- did. And I was like, this is sick. <laughs> Finally, people that like me, I feel like she she's much more hesitant to take people up on offers. Oh, where same. I'm like, yeah. that was, like, ask me a question, yeah. Andrew. Uh, hey, do you want to? Yes. <laughs> That's how I am. <laughs> it's like, where do I sign up? So I was, I was glad you did that. And uh, I think it cultivated mm-hmm. part of our friendship. What was funny, today. though, was maybe the second night, third night. Yeah, pretty early, early living on. there yeah, yeah i if you like walk down your basement steps there was like the bed right there and i was asleep and it was what 5 a.m and i literally <laughs> wake up like <laughs> open my eyes and dustin's like a foot from me <laughs> no on the ground don't twist this on, like, don't in twist like this. a plank position and i was like oh my god <laughs> what is happening <laughs> He had, you literally sh- army crawled sh- sh- across the floor trying to wake up Andrew, who was on the opposite side of the bed. Yes. <laughs> this is how I remember it. See, this is like zero shock okay. to me. Ready? Like, I just never know what's next. To so we, we, we had, I think we had set to leave at a certain time. Yeah. Yes. And I'm waiting in my kitchen, hanging out. And I'm like, a couple minutes go by, past the time. I'm like, oh, Andrew will be, he'll be up in a second. <laughs> a little more time passes. And I'm like, Man, I don't want to be late. And I was like. We're talking to NFL football practice. You'd and have I to didn't pay a set, I yes. didn't set an alarm. So anyway. You trusted me way too much. <laughs> <I guess>. yeah. <laughs> and she had to wake me up. No, um, oh my gosh. So I went to the top of the stairs and I was like. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like loud enough for maybe you hear, but John doesn't wake. I don't know. And uh, out. nothing. So then I, <laughs> I tipped down the steps and I see it was like the bed we had down there for y'all was like college style. It's just a, a mattress on the floor. Yeah. In it the really middle, wasn't even the the yet. Like yeah. we didn't have our basement set up It was yet. a finished basement, but there was not. It, it was, was not, very nice. Oh, thank you. Yeah, too kind. Nice. That's true. Um, and then I did, in fact, army crawl. Yes. But the way I remember it is Andrew was on my side. <laughs> no. Because I didn't want to stand up. I didn't want to stand up because I thought if she wakes up and I'm just standing over the bed like some dark figure it's like what's going on where if i army crawl i thought i could just i could intercept i could get to andrew without you ever seeing me Mm. and that's and i don't know why i remember myself on that side because i feel like i woke up and you were the first thing (laughs) oh no think it was it was your husband the first thing we we didn't make it our series of first impressions with the hopkins Oh, we're not man. very great, but like the first sm- time I saw you, right? <laughs> <laughs> the first time I saw Andrew, I guess I'm assuming you're fresh off a plane. Yes, probably. Yeah, yeah. And you're probably <laughs> one of those things. Um, uh, you probably talked about this on this show before, but you don't know how long you're going to stay somewhere when you get called out for a tryout. <laughs> so you're probably packing things of like, hey, I need to pack for this weather and this weather because who knows what it's going to be like in three weeks or however long. So when maybe I that was just my fashion. Yeah. What I was wearing. Uh, don't bless you if it don't, was. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> You've come a long way. Sean's got a hold of you. Straightened you up. But uh, the first time I see Andrew, it's in the training room, and he's he's wearing like a t-shirt, <laughs> and for all for the, the argument's sake, cargo pants with like <laughs> yeah. pretty much was Air Forces in a trench coat. It <laughs> pretty much was, yeah. And like it was like a mix of. Keanu Reeves and a professional tennis player <laughs> oh, yeah, or something. It was, hair, he had long hair. Yeah, 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 this was yeah, long hair yeah, Andrew yeah, at the yeah. time. And 
usually I can get a good beat on people, but for some reason, this first impression, I was like, what am I going to get out of this guy? <laughs> I was like, I think he's a snapper, but I have no read for if I'm going to like this guy, if I'm not, if I'm, what's going on? What's going on with this gentleman? Have you made up your mind yet? As to yeah, the jury's still we're gonna get. <laughs> And fortunately, now we're neighbors. Yes. Yeah. So how fun is that? Yep. See yep. you. Our kiddos, we've all got to watch each other have kids. And Which our kids grow wild. up. And that's, that's pretty cool. We've done some life. But to dive in, why we really wanted you on the show. Okay. Because we love you guys. Okay. I think your relationship is amazing. Truly. Everything that you guys have gone through with the NFL, your marriage. Yeah dating, bouncing around with your son Wake. Mm -hmm. I think you guys are just like a huge testament of faith. And I love the dynamic between you guys. I think it's amazing. So I want to start by saying, what was, how did you guys meet? <laughs> All right, which... <laughs> where, where, do we, so where do we start? Where do we even begin? Which story? No, when we first met... The Are first we given the like the the, the real first, version? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> what's Wait, happening there's, right there's, now? There's two versions. Depending One on who you're talking to, you. for certain people, <laughs> a certain audience, and then another yeah, is a little bit more tame. It's an adult audience. But, um, yeah. Okay. Um, I can tell you we <laughs> we've already said the word scrotum on this. No. This, well, so. I thought that was pretty. I didn't know what we <laughs> we have covered every <laughs> single genre of like. PG, PG-13, R, and X on this show with oh, we're certain not guests. At R. We're not so at R. Don't worry. We're it's, not R. It's maybe a little X. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. It's not. We have a sterile. I'm just waiting for you guys All to right. make the next move. I, I guess we'll okay, start. Perfect, perfect. You know, so I was, I was on the dance team yes. at Florida State. Golden girl. Go Knowles. Um, <laughs> Dustin was obviously on the football team. And um, it was it was late in the year. It was a it was a break a Christmas break of some sort so all the athletes usually have to stay in town, and um, I never I didn't go out in college I kind of got all of that out in high school um, so a bunch of the girls on the team dragged me out and they're like we're we're going out so I was like Ugh, okay so we go out and um, it's just super crowded and and uh, my teammate came up to me and she was like oh i'm going to this florida this florida state football player's house like and i said no you're not you're not going alone give me the address i'm coming with you gave it to another girl and said if we don't call you in an hour you need to come get hey, us hey this is really smart take notes yeah i i i kind of went into mama bear mode yeah so i go with her and i show up and um it's some harmless looking dudes on the football team i was mm -hmm. like i don't really know what looking i was like male genitalia with, yeah. with buzz heads <laughs> <laughs> i hadn't yeah. i hadn't buzzed my hair yet yes. no at the time he oh he had flow it coming out of that hat what? oh yeah no. oh yeah so, so at the time i didn't know wow. not quite yours at wow. your height but yeah he had some flow yeah at the time i didn't know but i was roofied that night um, what? Yep. Not by me. Not, not <laughs> by me. <laughs> For clarity's sake. By, by a friend of a friend. Oh and he was later gosh. arrested, and, and that's that's kind of how we know. So no, he's not a friend of a, a lot friend. of the... <laughs> he's he's no, not a friend no, of anybody's. He was... By an acquaintance of yeah, yeah, someone yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Anyway. So a lot of that night I don't really remember, but what I do remember is... Um, Someone asked me, hey, isn't your boyfriend the kicker at Virginia? And I said, yeah, he's better than you. Is oh. I literally spoke those words. And I'm like. Well, I didn't ask that. So it must have been he's better than him. <laughs> but anyway. I know what you're, where you're going. I don't have a thing for kickers. <laughs> every, time, <laughs> you know, every time we're watching TV, somebody makes a kick. 
<laughs> she at any like, level. And I'm like, babe, I'm going to get my act together. <laughs> I'm going to make kicks. Don't be distracted Stay by these in, other guys with strong legs. Okay? It, was like my, it was my high school boyfriend, and he started out as a soccer player. So when we were okay. dating, he was a soccer player. So wow, okay. I stand by that. Okay. There's a lot of correlation. Um, so yeah, okay, I'll, I'll never live it down. But you, you can take it. So you try. You started talking so, smack. Yes. Well, so that's all I remember from that night, to be honest. Um, so, <laughs> so I'm hanging out with we, a buddy. We left. We went home. It was. It was not. not we're good. hanging out with a buddy, and it's a bunch of guys from the team there, and we're all hanging out, and we've been there for several hours, just not doing much. And uh, all of a sudden, one of them says. Uh, Hey, I've been kind of talking to a girl on the dance team. Should I should I call her and see if they bring some friends over? And we we're like, Yeah. What have we been doing for the last two hours? You didn't, that's that's usually the opener. Yeah. You know. So that's that's when uh, he made that call and they came over. Yeah. And that first night, it's funny. Neither of us say that we jived with the other person. Yeah, I was like, he's really cocky. Like, what's that guy's deal? Like. It's because yeah. she was drunk. She doesn't know what she's talking about. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> she, no, no, I was like, ah, I wasn't feeling her. I guess maybe for the same reason. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So then a couple nights later, we all go out again, oddly. We see him. It's super crowded. He comes up to us, and he's like, you guys want to get out of here? And we're like, yeah, we all want to get out of here. And he goes, do you have a car? And we're like, no. So we pile in, six of us pile into his little Mustang. And um, you thought you were... At that point, oh, it was like we're driving down the road. I'm in like a two door Mustang, and there's you know five of y'all packed in the car, and I'm like, "This is college." Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you, you, you like, this is what they sign up for. And this should be on the brochure for recruiting. You know? yeah. No. Uh, so we get to the, so, our destination. Oh, it's like an underground. Oh, oh. Man. you go. You go. Uh, Not you got the Mustang yet, Gabby. <laughs> oh yeah, he's still he's still remembering still that high. Um, no, so we we get to this place called the Lower Lounge, just one of those grungy, nasty, like underground. Everyone like, smells like beer. There's bar tar on the floor. It was just like, oh, what am I even doing here? And um, he asked if I wanted to, to dance, and I was this, like, hey, this was this was later. That. This was later. This was another time. But anyway, <laughs> fast forward to that time. Oh, okay. Fast forward. Timeline shifts slightly. For the first time, I asked you to dance. Oh yeah. And then. Uh, you you tell it when you're like you, this way. You're like, uh, you seemed harmless. Oh yeah, he seemed harmless, and like I I didn't I didn't really like him. I thought he was really cocky, but I was like, I really do like to dance. Like he seems harmless. Sure, I'll dance. With Dangerous. Him. So we uh we dance, and I'm at a stage. I don't know if Andrew, maybe you can speak to this. Y'all won't <laughs> be able to speak to this. There was a stage in my life, probably middle school, when when. Dirty dancing first gets introduced. <laughs> and a trick of the trade was you would wear like sliders, sliders or bike shorts compression or whatever, shorts, compression yeah. shorts <laughs> yeah. in order for dancing pants. Yeah. yeah. Dancing some some good old dancing pants. <laughs> Bring out your I dancing exactly. pants. Yeah. You got to keep it all. You got to keep it organized. all organized. Yeah. Oh under control. My God. You know, wraps. you got to under wraps uh, even better. Yeah. Under wraps. Yeah. And so. Uh, I thought I was past that stage. I was like, eh, I don't, I don't wear those anymore because I can control, I can control that. You know? I'm a grown man. Grown man. Status. So we, Sorry. anyway, I, I invite her to dance and, uh, we start dancing and, uh, get, get a little, get a little blood flow and we'll leave it at there. So, so we're dancing and, and at first you're trying to like. <laughs> Stay close enough to where there's no separation because if separation occurs, then 
then a quick a quick stabbing could occur. So. And there's no there's no hiding. There's, there's no, no there, hiding. And there, were, there were quite a few stabs. Let's just point it. Like, I mean, I'm getting just like hammered Whoa. in the back. <laughs> Whoa. If they use that snippet, that's what people hear. It's like, yeah, did you hear? First time they they met. I'm going to allow my wife to rephrase what just was said. I mean, how do you rephrase it? I just, just I, I felt I'm his crying. excitement hit me a few times. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, she did. <laughs> no, anyway, so I'm sitting there like, I'm sitting there like, oh my gosh. And it's like, but there's no, like, I can't, I can't just scurry off mid dance. Like, what do I do now? And in I was my like, mind, I'm like, wow, this is awkward. Like, like how do I uh, exit this situation? But also like, well, it's awkward for me. It's gotta be really awkward for him. I yeah. mean, that's, that's, so, that's embarrassing. So we're all feeling that uh, <laughs> tension in the air. <laughs> and, uh, and so, <laughs> you know, have you ever been in a, a situation in a bar or something? You're, you're trying to have a conversation, but the music's so loud. You have to like yell whisper. <laughs> So that's the scenario we're in with the loud music. So in order to break this tension up, I guess, and uh, apologize for what's taking place, I, I lean down into her he's ear. Like, he's like oh, behind me, like right here, right here. And I'm like, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> Which I'm, I'm like, man, that that's just this is awkward. Even this more embarrassing awkward. for him. So I was is like, it? it's okay. It's kind of like a compliment, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking like, okay, we can like, like part Call and quit. like exit yeah. the dance floor. Instead, Dustin just all right, and he starts. He just keeps going. And I'm like, oh, she's oh, like, she's okay. like, well, it's kind of like compliment. I was like, well, let me compliment away. Oh <laughs> my gosh! In hindsight, so, you know, yeah. I, uh, I guess it worked. <laughs> In hindsight, you got married. Yeah, <laughs> but what's funny yes. about this is like, so shortly after we all walked to the McDonald's, and everyone's like, "Where's Dustin?" And oh, I was no. like, "What?" And so I turn around. Sean's first reaction. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. And so we turn around and Dustin is helping up a homeless man and brings oh, him into McDonald's and buys him a meal and goes sits over separately with him. And that was when I was kind of like, okay, like he's different. Mm -hmm. There needs to be more of that in the world. Like maybe he's not this cocky. Are you sure when the weirdo kind of guy <laughs> that I thought he was like, he's really wonderful. I mm -hmm. would like to get to know him some more. That was the same night. Same, that no. It was within a 10, 15 oh, minutes. Oh, 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 oh the dance, other. the dance and the dinner. Complimenting yes. me. And then a homeless man at McDonald's. Wow. Yes. So yeah. that's. So me car ride gap in space dance. That's she became available. Yep. We had danced, but still weren't, we were just hanging out as friends at that point. Yeah. Yeah. We started going to the same yeah. Bible study together um, and started seeing each other a lot. <laughs> what a dichotomy. I right? know. Yeah. I know. What we're talking about. I didn't plan on the, and, the way the dance went, but yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. And then things kind of progressed and yeah, here we are. How long did you date before you got married? We dated for about four, four and a half years, four yeah. years. And the overlap of when did the NFL come into play? The last year, yeah. the last six months. Last year of dating. No, last year the, it of was, dating. Yeah, last year of dating. Um, I still had, they had changed my major at Florida State, mm -hmm. so that put me behind graduating a little bit because I had to pick a new major. And you left for the 2013 draft. To go to Buffalo. Right. Yep. Um, so we were, we had some time apart at that point, and 
there was a, you wanted me to come move out to Buffalo. Or you wanted me to move to Dallas is what it was. And like set roots out in Texas. But I had some really amazing career opportunities in New York City. And mm-hmm. so I kind of told him, I was like, hey, listen, I'm not going to give up these amazing mm-hmm. opportunities unless like, are we talking marriage? What are we mm-hmm. talking? And he said, we'll be engaged by the end of the year. And I said, okay, I'll move to Texas. What were you going to wow. do in New York? Um, I had some really great opportunities with Elle magazine and Vogue magazine. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I was in fashion merchandising and product development. So Huge mistake. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I you mean, got said. Yes. <laughs> no. Was that a hard it, decision? Like, when he came back and said, we'll be engaged by the end of the year, was that still a hard decision of like? Easy decision. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. And kudos to her. So I remember this is, I was praying about it at the time in Buffalo. We were apart and we'd been dating for quite some time and out of respect for her and, and me, I was praying. I was like, Lord, if, if you don't want us to be together, then make it clear so that like mm-hmm. she can go and live her life and I'm not wasting her time and I'm not wasting my own by pursuing a relationship that's not like leading to marriage, which was always my goal. And so I'm praying about that. And around that same time, I, w- I was hurt in Buffalo as well. And I guess you say that I I wasn't myself yeah, he on the just, phone, I guess. He just wasn't his, you, you guys see him. He's mm-hmm. a very animated, kind of happy, go with the flow kind of guy, like super positive attitude all the time. And I could just hear in his voice, like he, you were almost dejected and you're just kind of like, man, like I, you were having a hard time and I could, I could feel that and hear that. And it's one of those things, like, I don't even think I recognized it really at the time, but like, it's awesome having people you love around that can mm-hmm. recognize that stuff. But uh, she got me a gift as I was praying about that. And the gift was not that nothing against iPads or whatever, but it wasn't like some gift that you could spend a good amount of money on and mm-hmm. give, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But she had called like all my closest friends and mm-hmm. family and had them write like letters of encouragement to me. And she like put it in a binder and sent it. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was the first time I think I'd cried over a gift. Mm-hmm. I was like sitting there. I didn't know you cried over. Yeah, I, I'm surely I've told you that. But yeah, so that was the first time I was cried over a gift. And I remember being like, this is the kind of wife I would love to have in my life. It's like, uh, that, see, that sees you for who you are enough to like recognize when you need encouragement mm-hmm. and when you might need a, you know, a kick in the butt or whatever. But they can see both and then support you in, in a way that is uh, beneficial for, for both parties, but especially, um, when you're kind of down in the dumps. Yeah. So that's good. it was really cool. Uh, I don't know. It solidified to me as I was praying over that. I was like, this is, this is my future wife. Yeah. Wow. How'd you propose? So I, I had reached out to a really good, or this is, I was, I was not going to say this, but I think, I don't think candy would mind. No. Um, so the, the Fishers, Jimbo mm-hmm. and, uh, Trey and Ethan, uh, they're, they're in, in candy. Uh, they, they've been affected by a disease called Fanconi anemia. It's like, a, it's a blood disorder. And, uh, they, they had started a foundation. And so through that foundation, we, we, we'd done stuff with them and it, our football team did a really cool thing where like, I think it's called be the match. I think where they, you know, you have to cheek swabs for bone marrow donors. Yeah, do do matches. bone marrow donations and stuff. If if you find somebody, it's apparently very difficult to find a match. But they had started that, so I reached out to her and I was like, "Hey, uh, I don't know if you're okay with this or 
if you're comfortable with this at all, but I need to get Gabby somewhere where she's dressed up. Uh, cause I know she wants pictures. That's a discussion we had, and she had dropped some hints. I was like, I don't want to mess that up. So I know she needed to be dressed up, but I didn't know a way to do it where she wouldn't be tipped off. So, uh, Candy was awesome. And she, she like had a flyer made up of like a fake fundraiser That's for amazing. this. And so I contacted, uh, Courtney, one of your best friends mm-hmm. and a close friend of mine now as well. But, uh, to like say, Hey, like they want you as a representative from the dance team, like for the school to be like, you know, say a couple things or I, I forgot how it was worded, but you wanted wow. me to present candy with an award. Oh yeah. There you go. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, she got dressed up. It was supposed to be at the stadium. And so, and this well, is the night before my graduation. Oh wow. So, and Dustin is supposed to be in Buffalo. So yeah, I, I was like, Hey, I can't, can't make it to the graduation. graduation. That was the, whole narrative and so when she rounded the corner i was standing on the 50 yard line of the stadium but it was just empty the lights were on it was just me Sick. and her walking in and it's also where he asked me to be his girlfriend Aww. four years prior wow. so as she's walking up and then she looks and and we had my family and her family in the stands oh my like, gosh like being like yeah hey yeah so that's how it happened did you know before you got to the stadium no, I had no idea. Did you know in the stadium? That's freaking dope. She's well, tough I to remember fool we too. pulled up to the stadium and obviously all the lights are on, but I was like, man, for there to be an event going on, like it's pretty quiet. I was like, there's not a ton of cars. So I was like, that's weird. So then we get into the tunnel and I'm like, it's really quiet. Like, are we really early? I mm-hmm. thought we were late. And then I rounded the tunnel and then just saw him standing there and I was like, oh, okay. An- another piece of story I felt horrible. Uh, my family, we were driving in from Texas, the way I remember it, and we were late getting there for the event, <laughs> right? So not we weren't late already, but we were like, man, things are tracking. We're late. We're not on schedule. And so we get to the hotel. Her parents are at the hotel. They were in. They knew I was surprising her for graduation, but they didn't know why. Because her parents live so far away, I did not want to ask for her dad's blessing over the phone. I wanted to do it in person. Oh, no. So I get there. We're at the hotel, and it's like, you greet everybody, hey, hey, hey. And I was like, uh, Mr. Barrett, can I talk to you for a second? And he's like, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. And so um, I, I, like, tell him how much I love Gabby, and, like, uh, I want her to be family and then be family. And uh, he's, he, he gives me, like, a speech that you can tell is, like, very heartfelt, talking about how, like, when he had Gabby, like, held her up and prayed over her and uh, a, number of, a number of really, you know, loving things toward his daughter. And I was like, like, that's amazing. We've got to go because it's happening right now. You know, he's like, are you okay with it? Yeah. yeah. So as soon as he like gave me the go ahead, I was like, that is awesome. Like, thank you for sharing that with me. We're running late right now. Like, we need to leave. We need to get everybody together. So I'm hearing all this on the like, back need- end. I'm like, what if he had said no? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I was doing it anyway. No. Okay. But I had a feel, I, I had a pretty good feeling that. He was going to give me his blessing, but I just didn't want to do it over the phone. Yeah. And so it was, it was quite rushed and I, I still feel bad about it to this day. But so then I tell her sisters and her mom and I was like, same thing. Great. But we got to be ready to go in 10 minutes. Like go upstairs and do your thing. We, we got to roll. <laughs> go to, go get ready. Yeah, yeah. I have a question oh, to ask it, you, but not time enough to hear your answer. Okay. Yeah. So just let's wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, okay, I was like, yeah, yes. Yeah. And then also, oh, I forgot this when I proposed. You remember what I said? Yeah. You tell it. I remember he proposed. I hadn't even looked at the ring. He put it on and we're hugging or we're kissing or something. He goes, by the way, 
that ring's not yours. Don't get attached to it. And I'm like, oh my huh? Gosh. What? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> and then, but then also, <laughs> just like it's like, okay, this is a very Dustin thing. Like, okay, what's the deal here? And so he got it as a loaner, like, and so yeah. <laughs> He's like, we'll, we'll find one eventually. Uh, I got it. Somebody <laughs> like, loaned okay. it to me. And uh, so I wanted to be very upfront with after she said yes. And she's looking at it. I was like, by the way, that is not yours. <laughs> Do, don't get attached to it. And then he was like, I don't want to buy this one, actually. Because uh, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. want to pay for that. And I was like, and oh, in the back okay. of your head, you're like, it might look different. Uh, I'm not sure, yeah. but we'll figure this out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. just so, that's it. And then, and then we started talking to the family and the subject matter got shifted very yeah. quickly. Good. Yeah. And here we are. So then engaged how long? Six Ooh, months. It was okay. like six months, yeah. We we didn't want to wait until, because, I mean, football season, you have to kind of time things for the off season. And we weren't going to wait like a whole nother like year and a half. So we're like, yeah, we're doing this in six months. My poor dad, my sister got married about 38 or 40 days before us. So oh, yeah. Poor PB had to uh, handle two weddings in that span of time, but we made it work and... This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sean and I have been open about our journey with marriage counseling, and it's been really helpful for us. We all carry around different stressors, both big and small, and it's important to sort those out so they don't affect your relationships. I agree, and therapy is such a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. We've been meeting with a therapist individually and as a couple, and it's been a great way to sort through any stressors in the week and have better communication about how we're feeling, which is hard to do when you're busy with kids. BetterHelp is an incredible option if you're thinking of giving therapy a try. It's all online, so it's convenient and flexible with your schedule. It's also nice that you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, so you make sure it's a good fit for you. We would highly recommend trying it out. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com EastFam today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash EastFam. Everyone knows that finding the perfect t-shirt with like the quality and the fit is near impossible. I told you guys that I found Skims while I was pregnant and now postpartum, I found the best nursing bra known to mankind from Skims. Well, they've outdone themselves again because they now have the perfect t-shirt, especially postpartum with a changing body. I can guarantee you, you won't find a t-shirt like it. I love also that Skims has a fit for everyone from the long t-shirts to the cropped. They truly have like sizes and qualities and styles for every single thing you could want. So the cotton jersey t-shirt is the one that I'm talking about. It is an absolute staple. I feel like I'm reaching for it literally every day, especially nursing with bear. It's breathable and soft, and it somehow gets even softer and still holds its shape after every wash. If I could only recommend two of the Skims t-shirts, I would say the cotton jersey t-shirt, which I have in mineral, or the boyfriend t-shirt, literally in any color, are probably my two favorite t-shirts that they make. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. After you place your order, select podcast in the drop-down menu, select couple things to let them know we sent you. Have a good one. And then married three years before Little Wake Man. Was it three years? Married in 2014. Wake was born in 2017. Yeah. So yeah, about three years. If you don't mind me asking, how... Do you want to share your pregnancy story? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty open about okay. it. Yeah. I did not have an easy pregnancy. I didn't have an easy delivery. Um, even pre-pregnancy, I was told that I would probably not get pregnant naturally. Mm-hmm. I would probably have to do IVF, and even that may not work. So mm-hmm. 
we were told that, but we weren't even really in the headspace of like babies yet. So mm-hmm. we're like, okay, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Um, so fast forward, we go to Europe and then we came back with a surprise positive pregnancy test. So that was a shock. Mm-hmm. Um, but also amazing. But also amazing. Yeah. Yes. Blessing. Amen. And um, yeah, I, I guess I was kind of starting that pregnancy, not really in a great headspace. Mm-hmm. Um, it had been a long few years of moving around a lot because of his profession. And I was on three different teams in the first three years. It was just a lot. It's hard. It's hard. And it's hard to find anybody, but especially your spouse. Yeah. yeah, It's hard for the women to find community. The guys they're thrust into a locker room and Mm -hmm. spend, you know, 12 hours a day with each other. And it's just harder. It's just harder for significant others to kind of get plugged in. So we had done a lot of that. I was, I was pretty unhealthy and I just, I was honestly, I was, I was depressed. Mm -hmm. Um, so starting off a pregnancy like that isn't, isn't easy. Mm -hmm. And then anything little that could have gone wrong for pregnancy kind of happened to me. Um, I also had a breast cancer scare. I had to have a wrist surgery and I had to be awake for it. Yeah. Had, had carpal tunnel awake. Yeah, Jeez. like so bad that my OB and an ortho were like, no, you, we have to do this now kind of a thing. So what? that was fun. I was just really sick. I had super swelling. Um, and the delivery was was traumatic. Mm-hmm. Um, I was told two weeks early that they were going to induce me. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I labored for like 28 hours and he got stuck at nine centimeters and tachycardic and I got a fever and... They ended up having to do like a semi-emergency C-section. So, the way that the doctor put it to you was that I got I got hit by a bus twice. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's like yeah, ba- basically you almost you almost had the baby one way, and then you had to have it completely the other yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Uh. So it's like you got several things to recover from as you. Yeah, and C-sections are no joke. Mm-hmm. They are no joke. <clears throat> um. Yeah, and I mean, we we had some family dynamics happening, you know, during the labor and delivery also that I think just didn't help a lot of things. And um, like literally during the labor, yeah, yeah, it's like the most stressful. Not like in not at the location, but just generally Uh, during that time. uh, Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so we we had a lot of hardships surrounding Wake's birth. Mm -hmm. Um, I had postpartum depression and anxiety, pretty severely. I think I hit a lot of it from Dustin because I didn't want to be a burden. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, I was kind of told by someone that I was a burden and that I needed to figure it out. Um, and that was, that's hard to hear as a very, you're in your most vulnerable place, right? You just had a baby, your hormones are everywhere. And being told that, you know, you kind of don't really matter and you're being a burden to someone that's kind of tough to hear. Mm-hmm. So, um, I kind of started coming out. I I think I told you two years ago. Was it two years ago? Um, I actually, I was suicidal. Mm -hmm. Um, I tried to end my life three times. And um, honestly, only by the grace of God that I'm sitting here right now. And um, yeah, I, I only ever told you even that two years ago. And now I'm starting to be really open about it because I think it's important for young vulnerable moms to you're not they're not alone I mean I felt that I was the only one going through it when in reality it it touches almost everybody now to a degree and Dustin you were amazing through that process I think sorry you go ahead yeah I I was just gonna say I think 
he knew something was up. Mm-hmm. I knew, yeah, I, I knew she wasn't herself, but I was like, part, you, you try to you, you ask questions and you try to support them, but to some degree, you're like, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and I was just I just was believing those lies mm. that my that my brain was telling me that you know you're not good enough, you're not you're not strong, you're weak. You know, I thought being medicated would be a failure mm-hmm. somehow. That would mean that I failed as a mom or that my faith was failing, that I didn't have a good, a good enough relationship with Jesus, that he couldn't deliver me from this. And I was just believing all of those lies. And in retrospect, you know, it's so silly. But when you're in it and when you're in that darkness, it's so real and it's so heavy. And um, we, were at a, we were at a conference last week, PAO. It's um, mm-hmm. Pro, Pro Athletes Pro Outreach. Athletes Outreach. And um, they were, we were worshiping. There was a worship band up, and all of a sudden, I just, it just hit me so hard last week, and I just started crying, and, and I leaned over to Dustin, and I was like, I'm just so thankful that I'm here mm-hmm. because I would have missed out on all of this. I would have missed out on our son. I would have missed out on such a beautiful life and the community that we've gained and just just life Mm -hmm. and I just kind of I looked and I just started crying during worship last week and yeah I'd be curious to hear each of you talk about (coughs) these like the depression and the suicidal periods yeah one how do you view it now is it like a that's behind me or something that you're always looking for like looking out for and then also what helped you through Mm -hmm. that period like when it got bad I think I'm I'm definitely on the other side of that now. Like I I don't have those thoughts anymore. Um I think it's something that I'm very conscious about moving forward and and now being able to c- connect certain thoughts and patterns that I have and stopping myself before I even get down that road. Um I'm also I take much better care of myself now. I'm exercising. I'm I'm watching what I'm eating. Like I'm eating clean foods instead of ultra processed things mm-hmm. kind of and I'm just I'm trying to get sleep I'm just trying to be overall healthier mm-hmm. and I I feel it's just so much better and then I think telling Dustin was huge for me mm-hmm. that was that was a weight lifted mm-hmm. um is there shame within that like, of, I mean of course the, of course there's shame but that's also the enemy feeding that to you that that's a shameful thing when in reality it's not mm-hmm. the shameful thing is keeping that in and and living that way because no one no one needs to do that mm-hmm. ever there's always help whether that's your spouse a friend a therapist i mean there's nothing shameful about being so low that mm-hmm. i mean it's it's a part of life but also a part of life is your community and not walking things alone um and honestly what got me through every time the three times that i went to act out what I was going to act out. It just, a couple things stopped me. One was, I'm a burden now, but this is going to be a burden when I'm gone. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't know why, but my, my I was like, I just don't want to be a burden. I think that's also me being a people pleaser too. And two, I just had this sense of like, I, I can only... I can only attribute it to being God in those moments of being like, step away. Mm-hmm. Like, no. And, and just not, I, it's just the grace of God, to be honest. Yeah. 
Dustin, I remember different scenario, but I remember being in a similar situation with Andrew, not postpartum, but this was like when we were early married, trying to come clean with like eating disorders and like depression that I had and all of these things that I felt very shameful for. And I was so scared to tell him that I hid it for so long Mm -hmm. and tried to like manage it on my own. Receiving that as a husband, what was your initial thought? Because I feel like as the person who went through it, you're like, you have this fear of like, oh, they're just not going to understand or want to deal with it. You don't want to be a burden. Yeah. But I feel like hearing your perspective is. So memory is not my strong suit, but I'll try, I'll try my <laughs> best to take, take myself back to that place. Um, well, I, th- I think initially I was just happy that she's telling me because if she's telling me, then I thought that was a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. It's like, and it, and it made you, or it made, makes me sad. It made me sad. It's like, and this is another lie at the time in my, you, you hear to yourself when you hear that, it's like, man, you weren't doing enough to help. And that mm-hmm. might be, there, there might be some truth in that. Like, man, maybe I could have supported her in different ways now that my eyes are open to that at the time they weren't, but it was more believing like, oh, you didn't do enough to support her. Like you hear that mm-hmm. for a second. And then it's like, you kind of snap out of it. It's like, no, it's, it's like, this is like she said, circumstantially things happen where you get to dark places, you get to great places. And this is just one of those times. So I was just glad that she told me and that she wasn't alone anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, just dealing, dealing with that all by herself. Mm-hmm. Cause I think there were times when I knew, like I said, I knew stuff was wrong, but I didn't know that to the extent that I was like, Hey, should like, should we go see somebody? Mm-hmm. Like, like, do you need to go see somebody alone? Me, you want me there? Anything? And it was more, I, f- I felt, if I remember correctly, it was like, no, I'm, I'm fine. Like that kind of, that kind of vibe. So then at that, you don't know mm-hmm. how much is, I don't know. It's almost weird to like force somebody like you're going, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, mm. yeah. So I think those are some of them, some of the struggles of navigating. How do you do that when you see something is, is wrong? But I think ultimately there is is a, uh, I don't know, I guess there has to be a willingness of the person to walk with you in that. Mm-hmm. And the person hearing, this time being me, being like just open to the fact that everyone is susceptible to that in the right circumstances, regardless of how mm-hmm. strong people think they may be, you know. Yeah. yeah. Did you have the self-awareness like in the moment that you were suffering from like postpartum depression yeah so did you feel like trapped within that that you couldn't very much so it's just it's it's a strange it's a strange place to be in and it's almost out of body mm-hmm. sometimes where it's like you know this isn't me like but it's also this is my reality right now and how do I get out of that how do I get back to me when that's really not the mindset like in retrospect, thinking about it, it's like I didn't need to go back to who I was, but I needed to grow into who I was like going to be. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I had to go through and make it through. Mm-hmm. And in retrospect, I should have asked for help. I should have been medicated. There's no shame in any of those things. Mm-hmm. But in the moment, your brain's telling you differently. And if I had had maybe Dustin or some other friends that I had told in that moment and for them to know the depths of where I was in that moment, 
I would have gotten the help that I needed, but I didn't because I felt shame. Mm-hmm. And in retrospect, that w- I wasted four years of my life to darkness when I could have mm. been kind of freed from that. I'm so. sorry you went through that, Gabs. I didn't know that. Yeah, no. I, it's It's definitely something... I think we started being being a little more public with it maybe about a year, year and a half ago just because, mm-hmm. A, I've, I've made it through. Mm-hmm. I've learned a lot of things. But I want, I don't know, I if someone can relate to what I'm saying and say, like, oh, wow, it's not just me. Like, she went through that too. Mm-hmm. If it's just one person that I can help with that, then I, I will – scream it to the rooftops of what I went through. I think, I think part of what you said earlier was like believing that like part of the lie is you're all by, by yourself. Yeah. You're all alone. So I think that's why in your communications with me that you've been more open is, is just what you said. Like don't believe the lie that you're alone. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I, I remember about a year ago when you told me mm-hmm. and I, I didn't even know if this would be a topic talked about today, Yeah, but Always looking for a storyline for your show. No. Stop. Oh, I'm, jo- I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. It's I'm not joking. even on our sheet, okay? I'm this joking. Freaking she's, guy. She's freaking the guy. The Easter are, ma- they're amazing. <laughs> Backpedaling. Yeah. Well, Nash Dang and Andrew. And yeah. And the yeah. Jet and Drew are amazing. Uh, but <laughs> sorry. Geez. I remember being obviously sad because, like, yeah. we had known each other for a few years by then. Yeah. And I was just, I had no clue. But. I also remember feeling seen for the first time, just like we didn't go through the same things, but we went through similar things where it was like, I felt so lost Mm -hmm. and I've tried so many times to explain it to Andrew and you're so supportive, Mm -hmm. but it's this feeling of like, you just, I, I just can't, I can't tell you how it feels to feel like you're, you're trapped. Yes. And I really thank you for talking about it because I feel like there's so many women and men, but especially moms who go yeah. through this that feel so isolated. Yeah. And like they're a burden and like they can't ask for help. Mm-hmm. But I think we can show you there's two husbands, two for two so far, that are mm-hmm. very supportive and people should ask for help yeah. more often. Yeah. I also, since it's top of mind, we, we just got done speaking with a pastor who's really big on uh knowing your identity mm-hmm. one you've personally blessed mm-hmm. my life by blessing my wife drew every like loves the hopkins oh. we have this thing where we go we're going to dustin's house and, and she's like dustin no gabby, gabby. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah we, we got all of it but you you use this term like you felt like a burden and yeah. it was like well i don't want to be more of a burden even if i do this it's like it's a bit of identity right mm-hmm. and anyway i I wanted to read you some of these things because this is this is more the Gabby that that I feel like I know you. One, you're you've been fearfully and wonderfully made, Gabby, and you're a masterpiece because you've been made in the image of God. Even your weaknesses are like cracks in a clay pot through which God's light can shine through. Like, so yeah, talking His about strength openly. is made evident in our weakness. Yes, there you go. Yeah. And then Ephesians says we are God's masterpiece. He created He created us anew so we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. So anyway, it's like you're not a burden. You're a blessing. And mm-hmm. the more that you realize that you can, you're a blessing, the more you can be a blessing, right? So anyway, I'm a, 
Amen. I'm excited and glad to have you guys here as neighbors. But we're gonna have to bring you on for like part two, part three, part four. Well, five, I'm, I'm looking at this ten. clock. I'm like, wake's gonna get picked up. But wake tell, tell us about up. Wake, please. Wake. So Wake will be six yes. next week. I cannot believe that. I feel like I met him when he was two. Or three. Yeah, yeah, he was itty bitty. Yeah. Um, Wake is on the autism spectrum. He is non-speaking currently. Um, he is the coolest little little guy in the whole world. He's funny. He is so smart. He's sharp as a tack. And um, he's he's a huge blessing to our life. And um, he inspired our nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And just him existing, purely existing, has now helped other families with special mm-hmm. needs kids um, and, and adults and um, single moms with special needs kids have all been helped solely because Wake exists. So he's Drew's best friend. Cool. Drew lights up. Whenever he comes <laughs> over. Oh, my gosh. Well, no, was, he was grabbing his bathing suit yesterday at home. Like, like let's go to the East yeah. come over today. It was a little yeah. chilly yesterday. Yeah. We didn't yeah. get it. We're like, buddy, not today, not today. But, but yeah. But Well, what a blessing y'all have been. Because I think one way to help families with, like, kiddos on the autism spectrum with, with special needs in general is just be there and live life together. Mm-hmm. So yes. y'all's ability to just, like, welcome us in and meet us where we are and, take, and meet wake mm, where he is yeah take wake exactly how he is and um well yeah. on on the same subject of what we were just yeah. talking about wake is not a burden he's no. a blessing no. he is fearfully like, and so wonderfully made also know that like yeah. we love it's good wake well you know? he's not and it's something that i noticed very early on with you guys it's like you work so hard to make sure that people don't feel burdened by you guys and I think that one makes me so sad that the world has ever put you in that position, mm-hmm. right? That anybody would ever make anybody feel like a burden. I don't know how to say it. So whenever you guys come over, whenever we're around you, we're like, stop, like let him jump and be loud and wild. And he's such a beautiful soul and he's exactly what God made him. And he's just amazing. Like that's, right. that's such a blessing. Honestly, just y'all's friendship and, and the community that even you've, you guys have been so generous with your, even your social circle and your mm-hmm. community and just us meeting other people and connecting with other people and connecting with even some other families that have special needs kids all because mm-hmm. of just your generosity and your kindness and your compassion. And so thank you guys so much. Really, truly, you've enriched our lives and Wake's lives. And mm-hmm. we love doing life with you guys. Starting from the yeah. mattress on the floor and <laughs> the army crawl. But the conversation is <laughs> not over. It is. We're, they have to get no, Wake. No, no, no. Oh, we got two, some, no, 245. Yeah. Well, we got yeah, talk yeah, about the we, got, we, got, we got some time. We, we have t- four minutes because it will end up being longer than that. Tell us about the Well Foundation. <laughs> you mentioned the nonprofit. Let's hear more about <laughs> it. Yes. Uh, the Well Foundation, uh, we started a handful of years ago. And at first it was kind of acting like a, almost like a donor advised fund of sorts where uh, we just, we'd tithe to that charity, our, our own charity, but give to uh, IJM. International Justice Mission, Compassion International, uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and then Young Life were kind of the four that we were giving to. And then uh, when we had Wake and all these things started to develop, you, you go through, well, we realized how, how blessed we were in so many ways with the resources we had at our disposal, whether that's team doctors who have connections to other doctors, mm-hmm. financially not being at a place where we're like trying to like, I don't know if we're going to pay for it, be able to pay for his therapy. Mm-hmm. It's... So, 
but life was still very hard. Yeah. Like navigating all that to something that really doesn't have a, uh, a standard step-by-step. Yeah, there's no guidebook to mm-hmm. autism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The, the saying is once you've met one kiddo on the spectrum, you've met one kiddo on the spectrum. Like there, mm-hmm. there can be a wide array of differences and uh, abilities. Yeah. 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 So it's, mm-hmm. it's hard to navigate because you're, you're just figuring out how does this work for our family? How does this work mm-hmm. for our child? And so navigating that, we realized how hard it was and that we'd want to help people that uh, didn't have some of those resources that we had mm-hmm. and help them walk through that. Mm-hmm. So um, like Gabby mentioned earlier, we've been able to help several families who are like maybe single single moms navigating that, walking through that journey mm-hmm. with a special needs kiddo. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. How can we ease that burden financially? And also, how can we get people in touch with certain resources and therapies that otherwise wouldn't have a fighting chance to Mm -hmm. do so? So that's kind of what we're passionate about right now and long long term we'd love to i think this is a number of years down the road but do some form of housing you know as good as state services are they only last so long as parents you're like or what will his life be like when we die Mm -hmm. or like who's going to watch after him or what are these things so just having a place where they can learn these life skills and be supported Mm -hmm. and hopefully come to a place where they can live life on their own we will link the well foundation yes um, and we also need to just say that, uh, you know, you mentioned your opportunities with Elle magazine and Vogue mm-hmm. design. Gabby is a phenomenal photographer yeah, and is also responsible guys. for this space that you see right now. Yeah. What is Gabby's doing? I did, I did do that. Literally. You hung those, so I'll give Justin the credit. I had him hang I did so. that. Go check out Chargers versus Broncos 2022. Dustin Hopkins game winning post game interview. Freaking rock star, dude. What a legend. A kicker gets gets the primetime interview spot. It actually was incredible. We love y'all. Cutting you off. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin, right. you're welcome. And scene. <laughs> all right, real quick for all of those listening out there. We don't ask for a lot of favors, I don't think, babe, do we? No. But we're going to ask you a favor today, all right? If you're listening to Couple Things Podcasts on Apple Podcasts specifically, will you please do us this short, quick favor? We want to make sure you're staying up to date with our show and Apple's latest iOS update has paused downloads for many listeners. And some of you have expressed our latest episodes aren't being recommended to you on Apple Podcasts anymore. So here's how to make sure you're getting your episode. And again, this is for Apple Podcasts specifically. Open up that podcast app on your iPhone. Search couple things and tap our shows icon. And then in the top right corner, you might see a plus follow symbol. If you do, tap it to resume following the show. If you get a prompt to, quote, turn on automatic downloads, say yes. That way, you'll get all of the episodes. Thank you so much, guys. We're so glad this update was brought to our attention because we want to make sure we're reaching as many of you as we can. Love y'all, and we really appreciate you doing this.